Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto-Casper here with another podcast based on our book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Weekends. The book is dedicated to cutting loose in the kitchen, at least on the weekends. And my co-author, Sally Swift, is here as well. Sally, good to have you here. Hey, Lynn. You know, I want to talk uh, today about something that I really thought about when we were writing this book. I kept finding things, and I know you did too, that I wanted to remember to write about but didn't necessarily work in a recipe per se. And I kept this list of the things that good cooks know. And it's interesting because the more I work with other people and see how they cook, there are some very specific things that good cooks do instinctively. Like, and everyone's going to hate me for this, but they clean up as they go. So a good cook, I'm just going to make this pronouncement, I think a good cook doesn't stack up dishes in the sink. They are working it. They're cleaning their knife when they're done with it. They're washing their bowl. It keeps your head in the space to stay on task, and you, you're in control. And I, I see good cooks doing that time and time again. My mother used to yell at me to clean as I went, which, of course, enraged me at the time. But it makes good sense to me now. You just, you know, and it really makes sense because most of us don't have a kitchen as large as we'd love it exactly. to be. Exactly. Where are we going to put the stuff? Yeah, exactly. And also, there, there's something about looking at a sink filled with dishes that says, I'll never cook again. Failure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and overwhelmed. I can't do this. I just can't do this. The, the thing for me, because we both were thinking in the same way about all these little things that add up to this thing we call cooking, is organizing ahead of time. The fancy name for it in French is mise en place, which means to put in place. But that you 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 look at the dish you want to make, whether it's in your head or in a book, and then you get everything set up. And in fact, you do all the preparation ahead. So you chop the onions, you measure, you do everything you need to do. And then you take a deep breath. You, you don't start cooking before everything is in front of you. And can I just, I have to throw in an aside, no one has ever had a large enough cutting board. Every time, <laughs> no, but every time I see, you know, people on television and whatever uh, working with these little tiny cutting boards, you know, and they put their green pepper on it, it's always in advertisements right. usually. And the cutting board is smaller than the green exactly. pepper. I want to leap on the set, <laughs> rip the, you know, the cutting board out, slip underneath them, even if it's a piece of plastic, for goodness sakes, you know, something that's about 24 inches by 30 inches and saying, here. Put this even on your kitchen table. I don't care, but this is what you're going to use. You know, and that mise en place idea is even more important when you're not following a recipe. You know, it's easy if, if you've got a good cookbook and someone you really trust. And, you know, most good cookbooks will spell out what it is exactly. that you should be doing. Yeah. But yeah. it's even more important when you are just absolutely on your own and winging it. Another thing that I really noticed is that good cooks don't have salt shakers. Good cooks have little pots of salt. Right. And they use their fingers... To, to salt things. And um, Tom Keller told us a great trick, that interview that we did with him a couple years ago, mm -hmm. about how important it is to sprinkle the salt from on high. You get above your food so that when it sprinkles down, it showers over the whole thing, not just on one little spot. Oh, but it also looks so great when people are watching. Oh, my God, you look so professional. Yeah, it's like breaking an egg with one hand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and you do it from on high. Exactly. And, you know, I, when I first started teaching cooking, I practiced that. I can't tell you for how long. Yeah, and I could do it, and people were agog. It was really quite amazing. The one thing, too, no, even if you have a really tiny kitchen, if you can get a basket with a handle, any kind of carrier that you can put 
the salt, the pepper, the olive oil, the things that when you reach for them, you're often making, you know, you're reaching for one thing, another thing. You can carry them to wherever you need them. You can have them close at hand, and then you can get them out of the way. And good cooks have that stuff out on their counters all the time. If you yeah. really think about who in your life is a good cook and think about what their kitchen looks like, I bet they've got that stuff out. Or if it's not out, it's stashed it's somewhere gathered. where they can you know, then put it out on the counter when they need it. The other thing is good cooks are stashers. They don't throw anything out. They freeze vegetable peels. They freeze bones from chickens. They mm -hmm. freeze pan drippings. All of that stuff turns up later. Yeah, yeah. It's what restaurant yep. kitchens build. They build their pantry around those items. We have a system at our house that in the freezer, whatever falls out first is what starts to be dinner. Yes, there's that approach too. But the other thing is good cooks know about using great tasting fat and when to mm -hmm. use it. For instance, great tasting fats. We want to list them. Obviously butter. Really good tasting olive oil. Any kind of pork fat. Bacon obviously. fat. Yeah, bacon fat is absolutely fabulous. Then there's also like pumpkin seed oil and avocado oil. But one of the tricks is, especially, for instance, with really great olive oil, you don't want to cook with really great olive oil. It's just too expensive. And you kill it. You kill the flavor. Oh, yeah, exactly. But this is what you would drizzle. Even a teaspoon of it over a piece of grilled fish, when it comes off of the grill, it's unbelievable. When you've cooked something in a saute pan and you add... A teaspoon of butter at the very end, you could. it tastes like you've added a quarter of a cup of butter. When you have a little bit of bacon fat or a little bit of avocado oil, you add that at the very end of cooking. You throw that over a bit of rice. You put it over a salad. It's just wonderful. It's the judicious use of fat. Yes, and also it's a very healthy use of fat. That's exactly right. Well, that's it for this week. For more recipes and recommendations, be sure to take a look at our book, How to Eat Weekends. You'll find information at splendidtable.org. Have a good one, Lynn. You too. We'll be back soon, and you have a great weekend.